And hello, everybody. It's Tuesday right here in Pineville, Louisiana. I'm Landon Wright. This is HowChurch.net's How Table Talk. Hope you're all having a great week so far. It's Pastor Appreciation Month, so let's go ahead and get right to it. The guy right here to my right, as always, Pastor KD. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for the shout-out. I wasn't anticipating that. Well, you know, I mean, it would be a crime not to. It's a national holiday month. So for all of you people that may go to another church, Call your pastor. Give him a hug. Go hug his neck. It's pastor appreciation. So month. a national holiday, so it has nothing to do with your really heartfelt love I, toward I, me. Look, <laughs> no, I'm just speaking uh, with Yeah, you. we're reaching pretty far on that one. All right. Do you love me? I want everybody to hear uh, that yes. you. Okay. I, I love you, Pastor okay, Keith. I love you. you. Okay, I'm all right. I was insecure right there. We put it on tape. Yeah, okay. okay. We put it on tape. I'm going to rewind it. <laughs> no, go ahead. And, of course, joining us again for the second week in a row, pending we don't run him off. Brother Derek Ashcraft, how are you, sir? Better than you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Derek loves me. I he feel good. Yeah, he doesn't have holes to dig out of now. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, holes can be fun. Yeah, they can be. Anyways, folks, thank you for joining us here on the Facebook, the YouTube, and whatever it else might be that you're watching and or listening on. So last week, we talked about what is worship? Big question there. So this is our, our continuation of that, a part two, if you will, of what is worship and just really the, the, the concept, the overall ballpark of worship. So, uh, Brother Derek, why don't you go ahead and refresh us? What did we say is worship last week? <laughs> I think my definition, as I wrote it down, Said so the uh, the activity of glorifying God in His presence with our voices and our hearts. There you go, and we also nailed down that worship isn't necessarily just music. It's um you know any any intentional intentional praising or worshiping of of God. You know that that connection that acknowledgement. It's really all about acknowledgement. It's all He wants. Just wants to be acknowledged. So today we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that, you know, because uh, we didn't want to talk your heads off for three hours. We had to piece this one up. So I think I was going to go ahead and start us off with one of the common misconceptions of worship. I have a few of them written down here, uh, some of the big ones out there. And here's one that really stood out to me. Uh, you know, so we've talked about, or actually, Pastor, you've said before that our minds are made for truth, our will is made for submission, and our emotions are made for worship. But a very common misconception is that worship has to be felt emotionally. You have to be emotionally moved or it didn't count. It wasn't really worship. Well, that is absolutely not the case. So, gentlemen, you care to expound upon that? Well, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily if you do feel that you aren't worshiping. I think our emotions are made for worship. But at the same time, I think that once you begin worship, it says bring the sacrifice of praise. Now, praise and worship is a little different. But nevertheless, we're approaching this awe-incredible, wonderful, loving Savior, Father, Counselor. We could go on and on and on. But, but I think that if our emotions are the only thing uh, the only things that are moved then then i don't think that's true worship worship he said me in truth and in spirit but you know you're if you worship god it's going to move your emotions and it's going to move your intellect and it's going to move your will so i think they're all wrapped up into one when you truly worship but as you spoke about if it's just a feeling and there's no concept of god there's no acknowledging that he's worthy. That was my definition, his worth-ship. He's worthy to be worshipped. 
um, he's the only one that should be worshipped, then, then I think if that concept's there, uh, and not just concept, but that, that real, real heart with all your soul, mind, and your being is worshiping God, your feelings will be moved. So, but if it's just feelings only, I, I would question if that was really worship. Yeah, uh, that's, that's one thing that used to hang me up, uh, especially as an as a older teenager, around 18 and all that. Uh, we'd be going to these uh, youth events and, and whatnot, and sometimes I would feel that way. I would be like, man, I, I don't know, am I, am I really vibing here with God, or, or am I just kind of getting myself psyched up? Because believe it or not, folks, your worship time with God is susceptible to the placebo effect. A lot of times you get there, you hear this beautiful melody, and you, these, these feelings hit your brain, and then, you, and then your, your environment plays a part. You have all these people around you that are, that are worshiping. And you kind of you get yourself psyched up. But like you said, if, if, if you're not doing it for the right reasons, well, yeah, it's a placebo, and I feel like that's, that's done intentionally. That's, that's one of the snares that uh, Satan likes to put out I there. I wrote down something. Any man or woman on earth who is bored and turned off towards worship is not ready for heaven. Think about that statement because that's all they do in heaven. That's all we're going to do yeah. in heaven. There will be work, but ever, even our work will be worship. And uh, every glimpse that is given to us of heaven and of God, it's created beings uh, there worshiping and rejoicing and praising God for who he is in heaven. Revelations 4, uh, 10 and 11 says that. And so... Um, you know, I believe worship is so huge and so important and that we have to understand that, that worship is something that it, it's not just something that we do, it's a person that we acknowledge and it's giving him all the adoration and glory and praise. So when I said concept, I want to make sure that I'm clear. It's acknowledging God for who he is. He's worthy. He's worthy. It's, uh, it's reverence. And awe and like glory in itself, this brilliance of the world around us that's yeah. that was created by him. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it, it definitely has to do with your emotions no being doubt. combined. Because, uh, let's see, Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. For God, and that 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 heart. I want to just read a verse in Isaiah chapter fourteen. It says, "How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, the heart. There it is. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount." of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now, when I read that, you could see where Satan, or Lucifer, actually, who created Satan, began to exalt himself. See, he wanted to be worshipped. That, that that's his desires. He kept exalting. It talked about above. I will exalt. I'll be on the mount. The mount is the highest part of the mountain. And he kept wanting to be exalted. He, he wanted what God deserves and God's worthy of. And so 
he wanted a stage. He wanted a platform. He, he wanted to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. So when we have these feelings of, of exalting ourselves, then we know our feelings can deceive us. So worship, uh, when we worship God, we use our feelings, and, and our feelings are, uh, if you will, you know, engaged. But if our feelings are making us exalt ourselves, that's where the manipulation comes in. That's where Satan comes in. That's where he came in right here, is in his heart, in his feelings. He, he began to say, wait a minute, I'm tired of giving God glory. I want glory. Absolutely. And, you know, especially when you've said so many times he was leading worship, he was the worship leader. Well, you know, folks, that just makes perfect sense because a lot of us feel that in our own jobs or at school or whatever. It's, you know, you break your neck seven days a week for, for a, a manager, a supervisor or whatever it might be. And then, you, I mean, naturally, of course, you start feeling that of, well, he don't even know what he's doing half the time. I could run this thing better than him, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in all the work for this guy. When that, you know, so, so yeah, uh, I, I could only imagine, you know, running worship for God and then saying, you know, this feels pretty good. I, I want some of that, you know. And, you know, us humans, we do it all the time. Our egos swell up. Imagine if you were actually a deity you know, from heaven that could actually do something to us. Well, of course, you know, so... so. Well, well, let me let me say something, because, again, we're talking about feelings, and Derek, I want you to get some input in here. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the feelings in it and how Satan will slowly deceive us through our feelings if we aren't careful and make us begin to think we're something. A instead of worshiping the Creator, we want people to start applauding for us, yeah. and we want the glory. But watch this. I, I wrote a statement down. It's going to sound kind of strange, but... A lot of people are allowing Satan to pimp them out. And you go, what? You know, what is a pimp? Well, let's go old school. What a pimp is. A pimp mm -hmm. takes some sweet, precious girl who has so much potential that God created her to be someone wonderful and beautiful and, and, and pure. And then she either gets on drugs or she gets sidetracked from what God created her to become. And then someone comes along and uses her and distorts her and and uses her body for his gain and what satan does he pimps a lot of musicians out now Derek, you're one and and he does preachers too so that that make everybody who's a musician feel good but what he wants to do is say i know god gave you all these abilities and god gave you all these talents but what i want to do is take you and instead of you being created and being used of god for his glory I'm going to pimp you out, and as long as you don't worship God, I'm going to get something from your life being distorted, from you being distracted. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It's, uh, it's, it's like where I use my ability. That's it. I can definitely use it for the wrong, yeah. wrong thing and for the wrong person. But like being up here, it's definitely being given to God. Yeah. I understand that. Does that make sense, though, what I'm saying, though? It makes perfect sense. There are so many. T I want to just speak this to everybody out there. There are so many talented people who can sing. And uh, and, he, and I know people say, well, I'm playing and I'm singing. I'm reaching people that you're not and, and you're in church. And, and I got all that. But I guess the question they have to ask themselves is this. It's not really what I think necessarily. But whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it at, uh, wherever you're playing at or singing at, can you say that that this is for God's glory? 
And if it's not, whose glory is it for? And I'm not saying we shouldn't be happy. We shouldn't enjoy. And when people give us compliments, we say thank you for the kind words. We're, We're not to hate ourselves. But, but we're talking about using our life and our emotions and, more importantly, our feelings and making sure they're not being deceived by Satan and we're be, or, or, or Satan's not using those to deceive us, I mean. Am I being clear? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, f- I feel like it's really easy to get messed up on that. It's, it's very easy to use your gifts, ori- maybe even originally for God, and then have it twisted and it becomes something for yourself. Or, f- or f- for other people, and it that's wrong. Please, know? please stay right there. Now, yes. I don't, I'm not trying to control this whole thing, but think about it. God gave Lucifer these gifts, and instead of using these gifts to bring glory and honor and worship to God, he wanted to be worshipped. He, he, I am somebody, kind of like in this full circle. What we yeah. now, what I've been given to glorify God, I'm using to glorify me. Yeah. I want to be worshipped. Right. Look at me. Look at me. Absolutely. You know, it's it's simple human nature, and the Bible says multiple times that uh, we're sinful creatures. We have a sinful nature. So a lot of times if something is natural human behavior or natural instinct, chances are it, it's, 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 uh, it's not necessarily good in God's eyes because there you go. I mean, like you've touched on before, Pastor Keith, uh, with your past sermon, I, th- I believe it was this past one, yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. You, you were talking about how children... You know, it's always, look at me, Mom, look at me, Dad, look what I can do. And, and they want to go grab the pots and the pans and put on a little concert for you and all that. I feel like uh, as long as the mom and dad in that situation is God, you're fine. But when the mom and dad become everybody else, you see, same thing, same motive, but different audience. Mm-hmm. And it's that one factor. It doesn't matter what you think you're doing or you think your heart's in the right place. That one small detail, the audience, it ruins the whole rest of it. I think that's it. I think that's it, Derek, is the audience. And it looks like you have something to say, but it's the audience. He's the audience. Yeah, uh, in my research, I've I've just noticed the amount of repetition in, in like, about worship. Like Psalm uh, 29.2 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. And then First Chronicles 16.29 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Yeah. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of repetition. Makes you really think, you know, these are, these are important things. Yeah, and, and I think what you just said, you know, uh, when we look through Scripture, there's always an altar before you get to the throne. There's always a dying of self and a sacrifice before you had an audience with the Lord. And Isaiah, he, he met the Lord, it says, in Isaiah chapter 6. But before he saw God and felt God and heard God and done something for God, that there was an altar. And, and even in the Old Testament, before the priest could come before God, he had to give a, a, a sacrifice. And, and that's what we do. We're giving God what he's blessed us with back to him. We were created to worship him. And when we come to worship him, we give him the very thing he gave us back to him, if that makes sense. And, you know, uh, one of the 
common signs I've, I think I see of rebellion is, you know, a lot of people, you know, and, and we've done a past episode on personality types. Check that out. But uh, depending on your personality type, a lot of people don't like the idea of, I feel like I'm always working for somebody. Like, yeah, God's given me these gifts. I'm giving it right back. Well, this God fella sounds pretty egotistical, you know. What? But you see, folks. It kind of sounds like God, huh? Yeah. People have gone... <laughs> <laughs> People yeah. have gone down that road, though, and a lot of them will tell you, you know, if you do cut it out and you're just like, well, you, you know, these are my gifts, I'm going to do something for me, a lot of celebrities and all will tell you, at the end of the day, you just, you feel empty. It's like, yeah, all these people love me, and, and, and I'm, you know, number one selling artist out there, but... But what's it even matter? I'm still going to die like you. I still breathe the same air. I mean, what what's it matter? So so when when you give it back to something higher than you, well, then we really have that sense of purpose. Because if you've reached the top of the food chain and everything's coming to you, but you're not putting out, well, now you have no purpose. Yeah, and, and if worshiping God is boring to you, as I made a mention earlier, um, if it's boring, if it's work for you, you're not really ready for heaven. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven, but I want to make a comment that God is a lover and a liberator, and surrendering to him brings freedom, not bondage. True worship starts with God, not man, the creator, not the created, with the worship, not the worshiper. And so God does not adapt in order to be worshipped. It is the worshiper who adapts in order to worship. And entering the sanctuary of God, we ought to be different than entering the Colosseum or a marketplace or a theater. We come and we say, God, we're here. You're not going to change. We don't want you to change. Please don't become like me. Yeah. But God, I'm going to adapt and, and I'm going to bring my feelings and my emotions in my mind, and I'm going to come and present them to you on the altar saying, God, please, please help me think of you, help me love you, help me worship you, help me feel you, see you, know you here, and I'm going to give all of me I know to all of you, and that's what worship kind of is. Derek, you got something you wanted to say? I just, I was thinking about how you said uh, it takes a sacrifice like that. Uh, I, f I found that a bunch of times in the Bible, too. Um, like Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise yeah. to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Yeah. And another, I'll find it. That's okay. You, you see, you guys mentioned sacrifice, and, and in the Bible there's different types of sacrifices. Of course, folks, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, you had to actually sacrifice an animal or something like that. We, Of course, we know that through Jesus Christ, after that happened, that eliminated the need for an actual sacrifice. But uh, I, th I think here, when it's talking about sacrifices related to worship, it's not really like you're giving something up other than just your time. And you see, any successful business person or successful person in general will tell you that time is an invaluable resource. And the Bible right there is basically telling you that, yes, 
We all have a set uh, amount of time. Time is very valuable. So by taking 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes out of your Sunday morning and just doing, nothing, you know, don't worry about the kids, don't worry about lunch, don't worry about bills, just worry about God. You're sacrificing some of the very precious time that we don't have a whole lot of. But, but too, I think me and you spoke earlier, you and I had before Derek was able to get here. I have to ask myself this question. Do I have private worship with God? Oh, yeah. See, because if not, I can think worship again is coming in here, spending 30 or 40 minutes of my time. It, it's more than just spending 30 or 40 minutes. Of, it's not even about the time. It's about quality. It's about why am I here and who am I worshiping? And, you know, that's what worship is. And so... What I have to ask myself, do I have private worship? If the only time if the only time I worship God is when everybody sees me, I'm probably not worshiping God when everybody sees me. Yeah. Now I'm not saying we don't come together for corporate worship. We know that it you know, I feed off you, you feed off me and in the sense of encouraging and exhorting each other. But how much worship do I bring with me? That, you know, when you come to church, you bring your worship. We, if you bring your worship, I bring me. Then we come and worship him. It's like we've been worshiping him. Now we're just all worshiping him together. Yeah. Is that making sense? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. That's what it is. Yeah. You take it everywhere. You, you, you worship in everything you do. You do the dishes for God. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I want to do the best job I can. Yeah. As strange as that sounds, yes. And uh, again, folks, uh, check on the page. Watch last week's sermon. You'll see that uh, Pastor KD over here, you were talking about excellence and how when you have that spirit of excellence and that extra mile mentality, you do the best you can, not because of what the other person's going to give you or what they haven't done, but because that's just who you are. It's the same thing with this worship. It's, you know, you're not doing it as you know some people were probably thinking you know they're keeping score in their head okay well i'm really gonna get into heaven now i got 100 points but no it's uh it's that's just who you are that's yeah. i mean you can't turn it off yeah. and um it's something that i'm not really going to say learned but developed like once you you accept jesus and you become saved well then that lifestyle will develop and it's not going to be like well let me grip my teeth and learn to like this stuff it's I've, I've just learned that, that your mentality changes almost overnight, slowly, slowly. You, you, you All of a sudden, you don't really care to listen to what you used to. It doesn't sound as good as it used to. You would much rather listen to maybe a Christian order or sometimes just sit in silence and just think about God, you know? Yeah, when you, when you get the good feeling that you get from worship, for real, Yeah. you don't want to turn it off. You just want to feed it. Right. So any time away from that, it feels empty. And I think what you said, uh, the true godly feelings, how you can tell that they're God, mm -hmm. is you want to go beyond what you felt. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, I see you more clearly. I understand more. Now your will begins to, to melt, if you will. Now, now the clay's become softer, and you've been in his presence, and you, you hear him better. And now your, your mind's enlightened, but your will is converted. And, and these these feelings are making me, making me, it's regulating my life. I'm trying to put this in words. Regulate my life to follow what he's asking or yes. to do or be. or You, know, you just, you want to be like him. You, 
you become so thankful and so appreciative and so full of praise. You're like, what can I do? When you're in love, man, y'all remember how it used to be? I mean, I'm still in love. I'm married and you married, Derek. You 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 know what love is too. Well, yeah, but it's, no, it's yeah, but I, but I'm saying I said used to be, and my wife might be listening. Oh, you're not in love anymore. Hey. But what I'm when you're in love, you'll do anything for the person. That person's number one. And so if I'm just feeling all this stuff called worship, and then I get off the stage and I love me, and I want everybody to follow me, and I want everybody to applaud for me, and I want everybody to tell me how good me is. I know it's not good grammar, but that's good teaching then I'm probably, my feelings again has deceived me. But when my feelings are godly feelings and I'm really worshiping God, I want to be like him, talk like him, act like him, and do what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good way. That's the litmus test, I guess, of checking these feelings out. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's crazy that uh, just a second ago you, you mentioned corporate worship. And to piggyback onto that, uh, Folks, a lot. One of the other misconceptions that I had written down is uh, a lot of people tie it down to a corporate activity. So I wanted to speak on that real quick because, as what we just said, Derek is you know you can worship doing the dishes, and it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's that, but I've, you know, like you always say, blessed be the balance because you, you know worship isn't just something we do as a congregation but it also shouldn't shouldn't just be something you do as a recluse you know there are some people that are just like well i don't need to go because i'm worried i mean i'm just gonna play my christian playlist and i'm gonna have my private time in the house well the thing is is that god loves people and god wants us to be like him connect the dots here what does that mean it means we should love each other so it means that you know you i mean yeah the personality types are some people that that don't like being in large crowds but i feel like when when we go to church and we have our worship we're doing two things we're one setting everything to god giving god that sacrifice but also after the worship and before and all that we're around each other when we're all in that emotionally vulnerable state and we're kind of building each other up for the next week, and it's a camaraderie thing. So it's all different pieces of the puzzle. It's almost like a scale, you know. If you have, I mean, it, you can't worship God too much. But if it's just you and God all the time and you don't like being around other people, well, that's not necessarily good either. Well, well I think that's, the, that's, again, that's another test to let you know if it's true worship. Because if I worship God, I'm going to love God, and I'm going to love what he loves. Now, what does he love? He loves For people. God so loved the world that he gave, it, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes. So God, God loves people. And like you said, I can't say that I'm worshiping God, but I hate people. And here's another thing, too. You can't say that you truly are worshiping God and you don't like the church. The church is the hope of the world. It's his bride. Again, who made him God? Nobody. He's God. And he knows what he loves. He knows what he wants. He knows what works. And so as I love him and I follow his heart, his heartbeat should become my heartbeat so that our heartbeats in unison one with another. And now no longer now longer my thoughts, my thoughts, and my ways, my ways. I'm like, well, I want to love what you love. If you love it, I love it because I love you. And, and if it pleases you, that's how you know you're worshiping, man. That's how these feelings and these thoughts. But nobody, nobody really puts their, their intellect in check and their emotions in check like that. I think if 
if you've ever felt love, then you'll know that it's infectious. And you can feel it, and when you walk in a room, other people feel it. They can look at you, and they feel that you're happy. Just the same way you walk in a room, and, and it feels bad. You know it. Yeah. You can walk in here, and everybody's emotion, heightened emotion, is affecting you. You're right. So it only takes so long, and you feel good, too. Yeah. I think you made a good point. I want you to elaborate on it one time we were talking about it. And I say everyone. I misspoke while ago. I'm, there are some people that, that don't, make, don't, connect, they don't connect the dots. But you, you made a good point there is that sometimes you walk church and people will say this or walk in a building and they'll say, I just don't what? Feel just don't the presence of God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's no connectivity there with each mm -hmm. other. There's, there's no. So, so we, could, we could almost say that emotions kind of magnetic right yeah so if if thoughts are electrical our brain is electrical and um, we have m our emotions if love is magnetic then all the other ones are too right yeah, that's right so we are creating electromagnetism yeah. when we combine it and pray and worship so it would make sense that a large group of people doing that would do profound things yeah miracles and and, and again, I, to to piggyback off that, I think you know that's where the spirits moving at, not mm -hmm. demonic spirits. Yeah, you can, feel but the it. Holy Spirit, you can feel. That's that word again, feel. And boy, when the Holy Spirit's grieved or quenched, you can you can feel a lack thereof. Yes. The feelings are, if if you will, dead. Absolutely. You're like something's wrong here, and you can't. And your spirit's trying to tell you something's dormant. He's grieved. He's quenched. And so feelings are important. I want to be clear because we have a tendency to be out of balance, I guess, and we're trying to the best we can explain uh, what, what some balance should look like. It ought to translate into um, uh, appropriating uh, the Word of God and the things of God. And if it does it, uh, then it's, you know, it, it's something wrong there is what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Um, my my big takeaway here, folks, uh, we're, we're nearing nearing the, the end time here, but not quite there yet. My final takeaway uh, is, you know, Derek, you had said just a second ago about the uh, electromagnetic uh, aspect of things. And, and folks, there is some, uh, some weight to that. That's not just a, a really good metaphor. Uh, there is some scientific backing to that, so you check yeah. that out. But our hearts do actually put out uh, magnetic uh, impulses and all that. Folks, people say, you know, the electromagnetic spectrum, it makes up so many parts of what we know as reality, the world. Well, you know, ain't, isn't it something how if we're electromagnetic, whether we want to be or not, it connects us all. We're all part of that together. And who created us? Well, that was God. So when you're worshiping, whether it be in a group or by yourself, you're not praising this old man in the sky like Hollywood and right. everything likes to say it. You're not praising a person with superpowers that just creates stuff. You're praising the world around you because that is God and, and, and tying back to well, you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're praising the God who created the world. Yeah, be uh, yeah. No, that's Hold right. On, I yeah. just, you know, you don't want some side. I caught it right after I said it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fact check yourself, people. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I, yeah. you, but when you're when you're praising 
the, the one that created everything, well, you know, God didn't just create it and then, all right, I'm going to put it over here. It's a part of him. Whatever he created, it's a part of him. So, you know, um, when you say keeping your emotions in check and all that, I feel like that is Satan's, really that's his only desperate attempt at ruining it is he's, you know, imagine this beautiful blanket and that's everything God's created and and we're in that blanket and then there's one little thread hanging off and that's our emotions and he's yanking on that thread because that is the only thing that can separate us from this big living spectrum of us and God all melding together is if we can get our emotions going this way and start, you know, it, it, it really is fascinating when you think about it that way, folks. Is it, it's, we're all connected. We're connected through God. And, and Satan is desperately trying to get to use the same forces, the same emotion, the same things we do when we worship. We're doing, like I said, we're doing the same thing. We believe up here that it's still the same, but the audience has changed. And all, that's all it takes to throw off a very delicate, very delicate, very beautiful balance. So, gentlemen, that's just about all we got for today. But, you know, we may have to do a part three on this one because I'm really having fun talking about this worship. Um, I, I really do think that we might be making, you know, making some breakthroughs here. I hope all of you at home and work, if you're watching this at work, just tell your boss it's religious. He'll be okay with it. <laughs> and uh, just, uh, you know, thank you guys so much for all the support. Uh, we really do appreciate all the views, all the consistency. If you have any questions, comments, you know, um, any topics maybe you'd like to see us tackle, feel free to send us a message. Just go to Facebook, look at howchurch.net or Heart of Worship. It'll be Heart of Worship on Facebook. Howchurch.net is our official church website. You can send us a message on the tab there. We'd love to hear from you. Pastor KD, any closing remarks? No, um, just always remember that God's worthy to be worshipped, and I appreciate you guys, and and uh, we're just trying to speak some truth into people's lives and make sure that we refocus and focus it on God. And if you don't have a church home, uh, 9 a.m., 1030, we'd love to have you. If you do have a church, I want to ask that you get up and you go to that church and you love that, that wonderful church lord and savior and you praise them corporately with that church you support your pastor and do the right things and let's all make an impact uh, in society that is emotionally driven by the way yeah. an emotionally driven society let's be spirit driven more than emotionally driven there we go there we go brother derek thank you so much sir for showing back up with thank the, you uh, very very resourceful guy you know if I ever need to get some information on something, I'm calling Derek first. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, can we get a zoom in here? <laughs> this is full of notes, and that took a less than an hour. Okay, very resourceful man. I but like to study. Yeah, hey, you most said no one doing ever. your homework. Praise <laughs> God, we all need to do more homework. But Derek, uh, we really do, man. Appreciate everything you've uh, you've helped us figure out, and also uh, all the beautiful worship sounds you make for us every Sunday morning. You're welcome. Uh, all right, yeah. Folks, catch us on a live stream sometime. We'd love to have you here in person. 2720 Highway 28 East, Pineville, Louisiana, howchurch.net. I'm Landon Wright. We'll see you next week.